Hello and welcome to the So You're Getting Married podcast. I am Sarah Brighton and I am a wedding photographer who just loves all things weddings and relationships. And today I promised I would have a special guest. And so first on my list was the lovely Connor Conlon, who is a wedding videographer and he works under CMP Productions. Hi, Connor. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm not too bad. How are you? I'm um, good, thanks. Good, thanks. Just getting over the summer season. I've uh, been pretty busy editing, you know, yourself. Yes, yes. It's always, always that prime time, isn't it? And um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, yeah, we've been having a bit, of, a bit of crack behind the scenes here, but um, catching up. But Connor and I have worked quite a few times together. You're one of my favourites, Connor. Ah, stop. We just stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we have worked together, and it is a really good thing that we do build a kind of up relationship when you are working with a photographer. You know, it really makes a difference throughout your day, like which we'll probably speak about in a few moments. Uh, yeah. But yeah, definitely, we've had some really good weddings, and I think there's a few coming up in the pipeline too. Yeah. Hopefully, Hopefully. more. Yeah. You're on my you're on my recommended list anyway, and um, because as you say, it's just so nice when a photographer, and I always get asked. And I'm sure you're the same. If you get work first, then you're always asked about the photographer who works well together. And it is yeah, a relationship yeah. you need to kind of get on and have similar styles and have a bit of, be able to have a bit of crack too. That's definitely the thing. Like, and it is a massive trend that I am seeing at the moment where the clients be coming in, they'll be kind of booking you and going ahead. And some of them mightn't even have a photographer at that stage, which is pretty funny. Like it's normally the other way around. But there is seems to be a little bit of a change in the market. But it is good that you can recommend other photographers especially ones that you work with really well and uh, I think the whole key is that when you have a photographer and a videographer working together and their styles kind of really complement each other you really get the most the most out of each person each day I think their work kind of excels when you are in that kind of environment like and yeah it is great to see kind of couples recognizing that there is a kind of an importance there to have that link between both people yeah yeah it's nice to be asked like not that there's a I mean, I don't think I've ever had any horror stories with videographers, but, you know, you just sort of, you know each other, that, like, if we get in each other's way, you know, it's just like, That's oh, it, just give me a kick, I get the odd kick in the shin, you know, get out of your way, you know, which is all fun, and it's a bit of banter on the day, like, but exactly. yeah, like, I, I haven't really worked with many, I wouldn't, there's no point in saying bye, everybody's a good photographer, a good videographer, it's just people's style and their approach, I think, that's really kind of, the walls can come between two people. Somebody just has a different way of doing things, which is which yeah. is fine. That's how they do it. It's great. But when you can get both people who kind of think on the same wavelength and really kind of appreciate each other's style, because I know your work, which is fantastic, and I, I see it like you know yeah. when I'm on social media a lot, and it's kind of when you, you you can just tell you can work with photographer style. It's a similar style. It's a similar yeah. way of thinking. And I do find on the day like. Maybe when you're shooting away or on the shoot, and it, sometimes if I kind of step in and take over, it gives the photographer that breathing space just to step back, reevaluate stuff. And it's the same for me where I can do the same. And yeah. having that professional understanding makes a massive difference. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. So you are really in demand. We know that. Slightly, so. slightly. <laughs> <laughs> because you are so good. And so what's your availability like next year? Next year, I'm probably looking at 10% left in availability. That's yeah. been totally honest. Uh, it has been crazy. Uh, I am probably a bit selective now in my bookings. Uh, I don't try and cram a lot of weddings in together because I feel it's important to kind of give each wedding it's, it's, it's my full energy and put as much yeah. into it as I can instead of being kind of tired and drawn out. 
Uh, but yeah, the, the demand is there, which is great. I'm over yeah, the moon brilliant. It's fantastic. Uh, it really drives me to kind of push my work even further. Uh, but yeah, 10% and even to 21 now is really starting to become really popular already. And, and I would say the most important dates are going, but I can't emphasize enough. If you want certain suppliers, you need to be on the ball. You need to start contacting them as soon as possible. Absolutely. And so what way, take us through how you work like in the run up to a wedding. Uh, so maybe before the booking or just actually before the wedding or uh... um, well pro- probably before the wedding so say they've booked you and they love your stuff and then it's just uh-huh. how what do you kind of do to prepare with them before the day well once we probably have a few brief communications and emails as you know kind of starts the whole uh, ball rolling but once a couple is really interested they go ahead they make their deposit I'd be very keen to encourage maybe a video chat uh, over the phone. Uh, it's just to maybe to, to build up a little bit of a relationship between uh, both the couple and myself, which I feel is so important. Uh, and I don't really believe in just turning up on the day and, hi, my name's Connor. Uh, yeah. I'd rather have that little bit of relationship and the kind of the walls broken down a bit. So when I land on the day, it's a bit more personal and it's not like who's a stranger coming into my home or whatever. Uh, so definitely we get some video calls going, some communication. I, also, I don't really communicate the couple again until maybe four weeks before the wedding. Uh, I just basically touch, touch base. I give an option and we can do a video call, a phone call, or whatever's, whatever's more comfortable for the couple to do at the time. And we just basically run over all the details, making sure that I know what's happening, making sure there's stuff that's happening that I need to know about or anything. I just, just go over all the details in general. The touch, the touch base. Touch base and make sure we're on the same page. Make sure we're on the right date. Uh, that I'm not turning up the day before. You know where you need to be. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And also, like a lot of people say, but like locations wise, I always would get a one thing I always do is get a bride to just open Google Maps, drop a pin on top of the, the preparation location in the morning. Uh, they send it to me, and I will take a screen grab of the house from Google Maps, send it back to them. Uh, and they go, Yes, Connor, that's the house. And to me, that just secures that I'm definitely going to be there when I need to be there instead of maybe giving me an error code which they do work 90% of the time but as you know yourself some weddings are in the middle of nowhere up back lanes and yeah stuff, and it's easy to take a wrong turn so it's just little details I like to just make sure all my bases is covered that I don't yeah. have any questions or I'm not worried or having to think about stuff so I can focus on actually capturing the day basically yeah. you know yeah. Perfect. And then on the day itself like what what what's your your typical day now you're really good in Insta stories because you do I was seeing your little Insta stories and you have your like your shower popping on and you're getting your ready and you're in the van and you're all good to go. <laughs> yeah. What is your typical day like? Uh, well, I do love doing Instagram stories. and I think it's just a way maybe to show people what I actually do or what I get up to. It's, it's yeah. a side of things you don't really get to see and it's a bit of fun at the end yeah, of the day. It is. Uh, it is. And I try to make it as interesting as possible because, you know, it's, it can be a bit boring if you're just, you know, going through normal stuff. Yeah. Uh, but generally, I, it depends. I like to arrive at the location prep location in the morning pretty early it's just that i can get outside have a look around check out some different places you know the light is so important yeah. uh, and i'll see where's the pockets of light or where's the areas in the location that i can use uh, i do like to fly a drone from time to time and that's a good time for me to get some establishing shots uh, go in and say hello i might have a quick cup of tea if it's an offer oh, yeah. uh, and just have and just have a quick chat and just kind of get the whole relaxed feeling for that uh, for that time of the day yeah uh, and i don't really just let the day run you'll see me kind of sneaking around if you've probably seen me i can pop out of anywhere i just try and kind of stay in the shadows as much as i can as possible in the morning time but if there is shots i need to get i would just request them you know yeah. and say this is how i want to get done and i do like the banter you know it's i do have a cheeky side to me having the crack 
but I find that just kind of breaks the barriers down for later on in the day. It's not like, oh my God, here comes Connor, the video guy. It's more like, oh, you know, you know, well, Connor, what's the crack? How is it? Yeah. How is going? And it always works. It always works. You know. Yeah, I think that's why uh, we work so well together because you do approach it the similar style to me, where it is have a, you know, if if the mummy asks you, do you want a cup of tea? You damn well sure you better take a cup of tea because she's not going to be happy until you do. <laughs> you're going to be branded. You're going to brand you for the rest of the day if you don't take I that. Know. Cup. <laughs> I love to wake up on a chat and then just like you know, yeah, have yeah. a bit of banter with everybody, get to know the personalities and then sort of see how you can slot in and so that yeah. you do their feel at ease with you because you get so much more later in the day when they do all feel at ease with you. Oh, definitely. You get more out of them. I think you get better. People kind of tense up a lot more, as you know, when they're nervous and they don't really exactly. get to, you know, and they don't, you don't get those type of shots. You really want to get that natural look. Uh, and I feel that is so, so important. I think it's kind of overlooked. When yeah. it comes to different people, like you know, and I think it's so important that you actually do that, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, so then I think rolling on today, I think then the church. I do like to get to the church maybe thirty minutes before the ceremony. Uh, all depending on location, like things can change. It's just to get a few quick shots, get the church set up, or wherever the ceremony location is, if it's even in a hotel, get it up for audio and check out the different angles and stuff, and make sure I'm kind of dialed in for what's going to happen at the ceremony. And at the ceremony, it's another relaxed shoot. Uh, that's the way I kind of approach it. Uh, don't move around too much as you know we kind of move a little bit just to get different angles and stuff but I do like to keep it relaxed and happy and I do kind of like to give the couple a little bit of advice before they go in there maybe even the day before maybe if I even went back a little bit uh, little things like when they're doing the ceremony I would kind of influence people not to lift their mask believe it or not yeah. uh, I don't know if you do this one it's just little things like that where if they have a booklet in their hand their eyes is down and their hands is trapped to the book I'd rather have them looking at their guests at the ceremony They'll always catch people's eyes. It will create a wee smile or a wink. They can hold each other's hands. So we're just trying to give the couple a little bit of little advice, tips, just to help us to get better shots, basically, during the yeah. ceremony. Things you know, that people so wouldn't think about. They don't think about it at all. And I've often said it to a couple, and they kind of look at me and go, like, what do you mean? But unless now, unless the booklet was made by Auntie Susie down the road, which is super <laughs> important, by all means, you know, use your book that like, but at certain times they just be conscious of that. And little, little, little tips, you know. Yeah, it's just about keeping you know? them connected to you, isn't it? Because like, even one of the things when you get to the ceremony, I always want to check is where they're going to be standing for their vows, because you want to make sure that you can kind of see them both looking at each other. Because yeah. Yeah. sometimes, and it sometimes it can depend on who's doing the ceremony, the priest or, or minister. But you sort of think, oh, you want them to face each other so that they're really into it they're really saying the advice to each other not to the priest or you know like exactly exactly and sometimes i can be slightly ocd in a sense where if you know if you're standing back down the aisle and you're looking up i like to make sure the chairs are dead center and then when and it happens a lot just like yeah it, yeah exactly you know and i try maybe if i can get a chance to speak to the best man because these are the guys who are moving the chairs yeah a lot. and they just plonk them down you know and just, exactly. just be conscious because it just looks better for your shots at the end of the day. Like, you know, exactly. little things that got niggled me, like, but I try and stop that from happening, if at all possible. Yeah. It's not, it's not always possible, but, but uh, you so try your best. These are the things that we're thinking of. Nobody else in the room is thinking about any of those things. We're going, well, the, char the chairs aren't dead center, and yeah. we're looking at each other, and I suppose that's just, you know, it's a but good But that's thing. it, like, yeah, and people would say to me, do you not get uh, tired of bored being going to wedding after wedding? But I'm kind of saying to them, like, well, I'm not really tuned into the actual wedding that's going on. I'm tuned into the yeah. factors that I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, and I need to, you need to be really, really responsive or react to something really fast. And uh, 
you're concentrating on what you have to do that much, the wedding kind of just flies over your head, if that makes sense. Exactly. Uh, you know, yeah. it really does. And it's good to be that way because if I was to drift off into a wedding, like, you know, I wouldn't be focused on what I'm meant to be doing, which is not a good thing either. <laughs> you know, it's not a good thing because you're constantly looking out for little stuff to happen. You're constantly looking out for that person to do something. Yeah. And you just have to be so fast to react to that to get that shot. Exactly. Yeah. And then whenever you're doing your portraits, what way do you like to kind of work with the bride and groom? Uh, well, obviously, for my preference would be like, obviously, you have to get your bridal party shots. You know, that's preference. But my preference would be is do them first and let the bridal party disappear. You know, let them go away. That'd be my kind of way of doing it. Like, get them shots, you know, and then let the guys disappear. They can go let their hair down. They can have a wee drink or whatever they want to do. And then we can take the couple off on their own, you know. Yeah. I just find we, I get more out of the couple when you're there on their own because if you have a crowd, even if it's a bit of a distance, there can be a distraction. You yeah. know, there'll be wolf whistles, there'll be exactly. cheering and shouting, which is all great fun. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and I absolutely love it. But it just, just the couple keeps looking back and forth and it distracts them from what we're trying to get out of them, you know, and trying yeah. to get as much as possible. Because as you know yourself, time is precious. Uh, and you only have that small window of time to get as much done. Uh, and obviously, I love working with the photographer. You know, if the photographer's setting them up for their shots, I'm constantly shooting away, getting some close-ins, some sneaky back shots behind grass, behind trees. And then basically, I would just jump in there and say, guys, just hold that. And I would just get my shots once the photographer has finished getting their shots. And I'll, not, I'll move them wherever, whatever way I'll, I'll move them, but I don't really go out it too much. But I'll just communicate with the photographer. We'll get all done here. Where do you fancy going next? Okay, then we'll get this done here. And we, and we just kind of communicate each other how we want to shoot or where we want to do it. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's, that's so good like that because I've often seen where the photographer set up a shot and it's beautiful. And I go, I'm stealing that. I'm stealing that shot straight away because it's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> But I've also had it in reverse where a photographer would say, brilliant, Connor, I love how you've just done that. I'm going to take, and it's cool, yeah, work it. That's what it's all about, you know. This thing of having your own shots, I don't believe in, you know. You really need to work as a team to get the best, mm -hmm. to get the best out of it, like, you know. Mm, uh, I, I do, it's for them, exactly. it's not for us, you know, as much as we, like, Exactly, shot, exactly. You're doing your yeah. best, yeah. Yeah, but also fine when you do work like that. I probably work better than that because I, I do get that little bit of breather to stand back and just kind of, Reevaluate what's around me here and if there's something else I can pull out of the bag to try and get some epic shot done. Yeah. Uh, I do like to get the drone up, as you know, for the yeah. couples as well, but I always leave that to the last. The drone footage is always this thing where you get inquiries coming in, do you have a drone, you know? Yeah. Honestly, drone to, some of my best edits from this year now has no drone footage at all. And yeah. I can put my hand in my heart and say my best edits has no drone footage. Uh, and to me, a drone is just another camera. It's another tool. It shouldn't be looked at as something that's going to make your wedding film epic because they don't. They add a nice touch, but that's it, you know. And when I use it, it's at the end of the shoot. I, I kind of communicate this with the couple. The shoot is actually the most important part for me of the day. And once we get that done, your bonus will be the drone. So it kind of encourages the couple, let's keep this in time. Let's keep the ball rolling. If we're good in time, you're going to get your drone shot, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's a bonus. So the other shots come first. You know, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and, what, yeah. and that gives the photographer a chance as well because the drone kind of needs space and I have to, okay, everybody, I want his back. Yeah. A thousand meters, get disappear, <laughs> hide behind bushes and hedges and nobody can do anything. But no, that's that's the whole key of it is that we do it at the end so we can, everybody is happy and everybody has what they've got. Yeah, we've all, got, we've, all, we've all got what we need. Yes, and exactly. Yeah. What's your, what's your favourite part of the wedding day? <sighs> I was going to say going home, but that would be telling a lie. <laughs> <Shouldn't> <laughs> that be would be wrong. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
No, I would actually say I have a love-hate relationship with my favourite part of the day and it's the dancing, really. I really do love the dancing. And if you watch any of my highlights, you'll probably see how much I do love the dancing part of the day because yeah. I do like to include it a lot. Because uh, where I kind of shoot it on two cameras, I have one going around the floor and a gimbal, I kind of shoot the band and I mix it all in together. It kind of gives me that kind of festively kind of feel sometimes. Yeah. But the love, the hate part of it is kind of like it's so late on, you're just after doing a 14 hour, 15 hour day, you're hanging by a thread and you're just you know, <laughs> scraping the bar for that last bit of energy to get it out. But it, I suppose it does kind of lift me at the end of the day, but the dancing would probably be... I'd have to say the dancing, you know. It'd be a close call with the lo- with the location shoot as well, but definitely the dancing. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Very good. Yeah, yeah. As I say, it's a love hate relationship. You know? <laughs> it's it's that moment where you've worked, you know yourself, you're tired, your feet it sore. Depends what time the dancing's at. If you've been waiting around for ages for the dancing to start, then you're just like, oh my god, please. That's a whole new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll always smile our face and we'll just get it done. <laughs> definitely 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 i do love a fl- if the floor is pumping and you have a really good band and i have i've kind of worked along with some really good bands and they kind of know when i'm there they know what to expect of me coming with them with the camera and they just kind of play with me as well which really makes for an epic dancing shoot you know uh, but yeah definitely the dancing i have to say yeah for sure funny i always say to my couples because obviously photographers sometimes can leave at the mail most of my mm-hmm. couples do book me to the first dance anyway um yeah but I do always say to them, although like I can get some lovely shots of the dance floor, it's nothing compared to what the video can do for dancing. It's just you get all the atmosphere and the movement that we can. Yeah. It's really and it's funny enough because you'd be coming off the dance floor and it's just like a workout. I'm not going to lie. You'd just be in suds. Uh, and it's just a bad time to say goodbye to your bride and groom like, because you're just a sweaty person standing there because you just have to be running around the floor with a couple of kilos of camera like trying to get all these shots. And it really is like a workout. Uh, but yeah, no, no, I get what you're saying. But uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty cool time. But then, as I say, that the hate part of it is just you are tired and you're just trying to get through the end of the day, like because they are long days. Yeah, right they definitely days. are. And then once you go home, you rest. Um, what's your editing like then? When uh, well, first thing I do next, first thing in the morning, and this is like a religious thing for me. Uh, the stuff gets me files get packed up. They go on to like three drives, basically. Uh, I have two kind of backup drives and I have one drive that I kind of use for editing off. It's kind of like a SSD drive. Uh, but that gets, that's the first thing I do. That's religiously, no matter what happens, I put on the kettle, I'll make a coffee, I'll sit down and I make sure that's done and I'm happy that that's kind of uh, tied over. I don't, I, I probably should do this, but I sit down and then I have another coffee and I go through all the footage. Would you believe? I sit and I play the clips and flick through them just out of curiosity. You know, I probably know from the day like it went really well, but I'm still very curious and I just, I just can't help myself. I have to have a wee look. I'll open up some of the websites that I use for a download. I license all my music for my highlight videos. So I'll open up that there and I have certain playlists saved and I'll actually hit and let the playlist play away while I'm looking at the clip. So it actually might give me a feel for the, for the video and for the music. Yeah. And to me, the music is a massive part. It's a massive part of the highlight film. I spend hours and hours every month searching for music. You would not believe it. Oh, uh, just, to get, just to get the right tune. But I keep playlists, so it's not as if I'm spending hours looking for one song for when I just have an allocated time in the month, and mm-hmm. I just sit down and I just spend looking for loads of music. You know, well, that's like you and don't want to just keep using the same song for every wedding that you're banging out, you know? <laughs> well, that's one thing I can put my hand up. Every wedding headed I do has its own song. I never mm-hmm. reuse a song, and I haven't done yet. And my plan 
is not to do it. Hopefully, don't run out of songs. <laughs> but the plan was, I kind of commit to that to my couple and say the song you're going to get. And and I can tell you, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, it's a song they've never heard. Uh, you can guarantee that. But I would say sixty to seventy percent of my couples actually ask me for a copy of the song because yeah. they actually like it that much. Uh, I do really spend time trying to match the feeling of the day and the vibe of the footage and the flow of the footage to a song. If yeah. That's really, really important, you know. Oh, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And music, then, it's all about the music. <laughs> <laughs> well, so better wrap this up, but yep. whenever a couple do come looking for video, obviously there's some don't have, don't get video at all. Obviously yes. some say, yes, you should get video. Um, you should have a video of your day. What kind of like budget and stuff as well would you be saying to them and to kind of encourage and well one I would encourage people I'd say as the stats speak for themselves, I think the vast majority uh, of couples that don't have a video regret it. Regret it's one of the biggest regrets and you, you see it plastered over articles online and weddings this and that and it's everywhere it's the biggest regret. Uh, the biggest plus I can say People look at wedding videos as the old style, this guy standing in the corner of this big massive camera. It's this one video clip that fades in and out. It's changed a lot. You know, Ireland is full of so many talented videographers. It's insane how the level or the quality of the level of wedding films has just went straight through the roof. You know, it really has, which is so good. But obviously that has pushed up demand, which also pushes up price. You know, wedding films now, you can get guys from a thousand, I know a thousand sterling, say, or a thousand euros right up to 5,000, you know, there's a very, very massive range. Honestly speaking, you really want to be targeting the market, I'd say from 1,800 up to 3,000. Yeah. You know, you really want to be in there. People say, oh, that's a wee bit expensive, but trust me, guys, you pay for what you get. You know, I've had people come to me and say, well, Connor, we don't want the bells and whistles. We just want a basic wedding film. Really, that's no benefit to me. It's no value to me. I would actually recommend them on to somebody who will give them a basic, and they'll save themselves money, you know? There's no point, you know? But if you ask anybody who has, the say, a modern-day wedding film done, the audio quality throughout the wedding film is just mind-boggling. The video quality is just excellent. Like, it's something you're going to have, and the quality will stay yeah. golden for a long, long time. Uh, yeah, you know, I wouldn't skimp on it. You can, you know, you can. There is cheaper people out there, and there is more expensive, but I also am a big believer when you pay for what you get, you yeah. know. And the, the proof's in the pudding, the quality's there. If you're ever going to, if you're not sure about having one, do your research. I would recommend that you check a lot of people. Get a list of even 10 videographers there. Check out the work and see what style suits you, you know? Yeah. Somebody's style you might really love and somebody's style you might just be you. But that's perfectly okay because there is a number of talented guys in the country uh, and their style is amazing. But it's just finding that style that suits you. Also to suit your pocket. But definitely, I think, you know, the wedding film industry has just catapulted, like, and, you know, and the options out there now are just ridiculous, you know, they really are. And a good place to start, too, good place to start, too, is um, ask your, if you've booked your photographer already, generally, they're going to have a list yeah. that you work well Oh, with. definitely. And they yeah, I've often got bookings there coming from, even yourself, I've had inquiries there coming in. I mean, you're recommended by Sarah, I'm going, high five, Sarah, you know, <laughs> yeah. fantastic. You know, exactly. uh, yeah, no, that's great. And I, I would say to people, just do your homework. You know, I don't try and encourage people to say, just book me, book me, book me. I want people to book me because they want me to do their wedding film. Yeah. You know, they really like my work, they like my style. And I suppose that's why I like to try and keep a presence online like Instagram because it kind of gives them an idea of my personality as well. So if they kind of like what they see, yeah, we want this guy because basically, as you know yourself, we're part of that day. We're there uh, and we're in, we're in, the, we're in it 
skin deep, you know, we're, we're just there, like, and uh, we're part of it. And that's important to have somebody comfortable and somebody you want to yeah. be in that space, you know? Yeah, and I also think now, because videos have changed so much, that, yes, they might, you might be a bit more expensive than somebody that does the real traditional stuff, but you'll also see that whenever you sit down to watch it, it's going to be a much more enjoyable viewing experience watching this film that you have carefully curated from all the footage. Yeah. You've created this beautiful piece of work rather mm -hmm. than just sitting down and watching. I mean, we have a video, but it was a real, like, it wasn't really edited. It's just, you know, camera set to record, basically, and that's it. It's like five hours long. We watched yeah. it once. Like, you're never going to sit down and watch that. Exactly. Five exactly. Hours so you kind of exactly. think, well, you know, at least if it's been curated, you've pieced it all together, made it look really epic. You're going to sit down and watch that because that's... Yeah, because it, it can, without saying like, a, it can get pretty boring or dragged out, especially with people's attention spans. If you just have this video that just plays from start to finish, like a run, you kind of know what's going to happen, you know? Yeah. Where eventually, how I deliver my videos is kind of like they come in different parts. It's not like one big long video, uh, you know, where the, the location shoot and the dances, it could be all stitched together as one wee video. Like your preparation in the morning could be stitched together with the ceremony only, which gives you a 30 minute video. Little kind of bite-sized stuff that you can sit down where you can watch the speeches separately so yeah. it's great now that you can do that and you can chop and change and nowadays with the video files you can put them onto extra usbs you can save them to cloud systems you can download them whenever you want give them to your friends you can keep them on your mobile phone you know it's pretty amazing nowadays so like yeah it definitely is worth it i think spend that little bit extra because the time where say the magic happens in the edit and suite the amount of time i would put into a highlight video is insane just yeah. to make sure it's, it's right and that it looks good and it's color graded and it's color corrected. There's a lot of work goes into it. Yeah. Uh, but as I say, you can see it in the results. You know, the results, when you watch somebody's wedding film and you go, yes, that looks amazing. You know, you do pay for what you get. Yeah. Perfect, Connor. We'll, we'll wrap it up. So anybody that wants to maybe look at Connor's videos, where can they yes. find you? You can find me on my website. is www.cmpproductions.net. Uh, I'm also CMP Productions over on Facebook and I'm CMP Productions over on Instagram as well. So there's a load of stuff there. I'm actually hopefully posting a new wedding highlight film this evening, okay. uh, so, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So in the middle of the summer weddings at the moment, uh, but yeah. So head on over CMP Productions. You'll find me practically yeah. everywhere. And his stories are good too, and you might even see me pop up on them at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Connor. And I thank hope you. that's helpful for people and when they're thinking about their video. Um, next week, I'm not sure. I think it's probably just going to be a little me talking next week, but um, we will see you then. And in the meantime, you can check out my work as well on sarahbridenphotography.com. Might as well plug myself. <laughs> All right, so that's it for this week. Thank you. Bye.